Work hard for what you want in life. You work hard for what you want in life. That, that, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're gonna do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say. That you treat people with dignity and respect. That you treat, 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 treat people with respect. Reach of your dream and your willingness to work hard. The strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because this is just a subject that's been bothering me for quite some time. So I'm excited to really do a deep dive into this and to really communicate like why I've been feeling the way that I feel, what the Bible says about it, and hopefully give you guys something to walk away with so that you can apply these things to your life. But before we even get into that, a couple church announcements, please subscribe to the show, you guys. And y'all have been one of my favorite things to see on like social media is when you guys are like posting in your stories, you listening to the show. So it's kind of cool. Like some of you guys are like working on your businesses with the show playing in the background. Some of you guys like plaster it on your TV. So it's like a whole movie situation situation going on and I love when I see multiple people tagging me and you're listening to different episodes. I think that just shows the relevancy of the content and how the content is just timeless and how when God is really speaking to you, it really don't matter what's going on in the world or what time of year it is, it's always going to be relevant. So I love to see it. So you guys, please continue to share your thoughts about the show, continue to share your notes. I love seeing y'all notes because when the show is done for me, I'm like done with it. It's time to prepare for the next show. So when I'm seeing like the notes and things you guys taking, I'm like, oh, wow, that was good. I said that. I don't even, I didn't even know I said that. Um, so yeah, continue to share the show, continue to rate. So when people come across the show, they know um, how awesome it is and how, what you guys think about it. And I say, oh, of course, follow me on social media at Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. Follow the podcast page at Blessed and Bossed Up. And that's it. Let's get right into today's episode. So this episode came about because I've been bothered for a little bit now. And not by like anything, mm, what's the best way to say it? It's just a couple of things have been bothering me. So at first it was a podcast that I was listening to. So I listened to the show and me and my husband both listened to it. So we talk about it a lot. And so I'm listening to the show and the host of the show are actors and um, they were up and coming actors. So of course they talked a lot about their craft and things like that. The show isn't about acting, it's about something totally different, but they referenced that a lot in just their grind and hustle to uh, become successful in that industry. And then, so the, one of them recently got hired for a show and I was watching it and I was like, wow, they're not that good. And so my husband and I kind of was having a conversation. I was like, well, is it that when we get too involved in other things, like if our brand takes us to so many different places and we're not focused on the main thing, does that lessen the quality of what we're trying to do? I guess the best phrase that I like to use to reference this is a jack of all trades is a master of none. 
And I feel like a lot of us get caught up in our brands or our passions or, or our ideas taking us in so many different directions that we fail to be excellent at the thing that God has called us to be. So I don't know if God called them to be an acting, but this was just a situation that triggered something in my mind, a thought in my mind. But then on top of that, I think not too long after that, I was watching um, Kevin Hart's documentary on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, on Netflix. And so this documentary was um, talking a lot about like his life. Um, They really highlighted his work ethic and things like that. And so as I was watching it, I saw like how they had a lot going on. Just so many movies, so many shows, a tour, all of these things going on in the business at the same time. And everybody was commending the his ability to get so much done. And I'm looking and I'm like, well... I've seen all of these movies, right? And me and my husband went to his last tour and it wasn't really funny. Like the, to, to me at least, it wasn't really funny. The um, openers that he had were hilarious, but the stand-up really wasn't funny. And then the movies that we saw, they were cool, but they weren't like great by like great projects or anything like that. And I was like, well, at what point does the quality of what we do outweigh the quantity like why why are so many of us getting commended on how hard we could work as opposed to how excellent we could be at the thing that that we're called to do so of course this is where my mind is going out of all of these different things then the last thing that happened was um I think Tyler Perry had put yeah Tyler Perry posted a video and I think Tish did an episode on this because she and I had a whole offline conversation about this So Tyler Perry had posted about how he doesn't have a writer's room. And I'm like, well, I respect heavily like Tyler Perry and what he's been able to accomplish. And the fact that he's a black man and has his own studio and just he's such an inspiration as far as what he's able to accomplish. But if we're being honest about like the quality of the shows and thing in the movies and stuff, it's not like excellent cinema or excellent television it's entertaining it's i mean i like one star black movies on netflix so i get entertained by foolishness but it's entertaining but it's not like these are just excellent bodies of work and so i give these examples not to slight anybody or downplay anybody but kind of just explain what was triggering this thought process in me because y'all may agree with me y'all may not like it really don't matter because that's not I'm not here to talk about them, but more so just give you an insight on what triggered this thought thought process in me. And so I'm thinking, why does it seem as if excess overrules excellence? And I think that that even translates into a lot of us who are not as famous or as prevalent as these people, but us that are just regular people and and building things and are in those beginning stages of just doing what God has called us to do. It seems like, especially with social media and things that being booked and busy, always being on the run, grinding, grinding, grinding is more rewarded than the actual outcome of what you're producing being excellent. And you being able to do a lot is praised more than maybe doing fewer things, but the the quality of it is great. And of course, that it, it had me thinking about what I'm doing and my priorities and things. And I'm like, well, God, does the grind really bring honor to you? Does 
the constant hustle or the need to chase every flickering light or every passion that we have at the exact same time, does that bring glory to you? Is that an accurate representation of who you created us to be on this earth? Because the culture that seems to be communicated by the successful is that is this work ethic that to me puts more stock in the individual than in God. And now I don't know if all these people saved again, this ain't really about them. This is just kind of what was triggered in my mind. Of course, we know Tyler Perry is a believer, but the other examples I gave, like, I don't know what their faith stance is, but I do see a trend in just the culture of success in business, entrepreneurship, et cetera, is this grind. And it's not to say that we don't have strong work ethics as believers, but I believe that, um, the message overall is that the individual is exalted over God. And I also believe that grind mentality trips us up a lot of the times as believers because it uh, takes away or it doesn't prioritize enough the follow through, right? We're praised so much for doing so many things to where it's like, are we really mastering the thing that God put us on this earth to do? Are we completing the work that he set us on this earth to do? Or or we, or are we just trying to chase every low hanging fruit that we think is going to make us successful or that we think is going to make us a lot of money? And so when I talk about excellence, um, I wanted to do this episode because I believe that we serve a God who is an excellent God. And I believe that everything that we should do, everything that we do in our lives and in our business, businesses should uh, be an accurate example of who he is in the earth. And so the title of today's episode is how to build an accomplished business. Now, when I say accomplished, I'm going to be very clear with you guys. Accomplishment is not about the accolades. It's not about the money. It's not about the followers. It's not about the awards. It's not about any of that. It's about uh, when we are saying accomplished, when I'm saying accomplished over this episode, accomplished means building a business that represents God on the earth well. Building a business that makes people want to know who the God that you serve is because of the level of excellence that you do things and the level of of just supernaturalness, (laughs) if that is even a word, right? Just the level of supernaturalness that you and your business operate in to where you do things at such a level that people are confused. It's like, well, hold on. What she got going on over there? Oh, what he got going on over there? It got to be something special over there because of the way that, that their success is just not even able to be conceived by the natural mind. The way that their success um, in not just one area, but in every area of their life, like, wow, she says she believe in God. I kind of want to know who, who this God is. Like, dang, maybe I need to, to uh, uh, get saved and confess that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. If this is what life looks like as a believer, like that's, I believe that that's what our businesses, businesses should be. An accomplished business, an accomplished life means that you complete what God put you on this earth to complete and you do it in a way that is an accurate representation of him. 
And what's funny is the enemy has done a great job of steering people the opposite way because there's so many people that are successful that (laughs) are doing his work and not the Lord's. And I think that it's time for us as believers to really build these accomplished businesses so that we could truly be the salt of the earth, so that we could truly be excelling in ministry and marketplace or whatever it is that we're called to. And I want to be clear about one thing here, you guys. When I say, when I talk about the grind and chasing low hanging fruit, I'm not saying that we're all called to one area. There are many of us that are called to multiple areas. It's no, I don't see an issue with doing more than one thing simultaneously. But what I'm saying is, are you doing it at the expense to where it's not representing God well? Are you so focused on doing, if, is your attention so divided that nothing is fully coming together in a way that is going to make God proud in a way that is an accurate representation of how excellent he is. That's all I'm saying. So don't take this as like, oh, Tatum is saying I can only do one thing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, make sure that everything that you do, and even if you can't do all of those things and they be done at that high level, be okay with scaling back in order to make sure that what you're producing is excellent. And that's not to say that it's perfect, but it's just to say that it's excellent. It's of high quality and that you're constantly improving it and refining it to make it better. Now, let's pay a quick bill real quick and I'm going to get back on um, and go over some points of building this accomplished business. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Fiverr. I personally love Fiverr and it's so awesome that they're a sponsor of this show because I've personally been using Fiverr for about five years now coming up five Fiverr. You see what I did there? But seriously, I'm coming up on five years in business in 2020. And ever since the very beginning, I have been on Fiverr just finding different freelancers to take care of a lot of the time consuming tasks that I don't have time to do. And I may not have the skills to do, right? I've used them for graphic designers. I've used them to prepare presentations. I've used them for copywriting. I actually used them for my first book. I transcribed a lot of my podcast episodes and I used a lot of that content to write my very first book, Blessed and Bossed Up. So Fiverr has been a part of my business for years. They have the best freelancers and finding freelancers in general could just be time consuming. It could be frustrating and it can be expensive. You may not know where to go to find a talent. You don't know how much it will cost and you can't always be certain that they'll deliver. But with Fiverr, finding the right freelancer really doesn't have to be a struggle. What I personally love is the freelancers have ratings. And not only do they have ratings, but you're able to know that you're going to get your product delivered within three days, five days, whatever the established time frame is, you know that you're going to get it on time. And you can look at their ratings and other work to determine that you're choosing someone that best fits your needs. So Fiverr just allows you to eliminate so many of the risks that come up when you're using other places to find your freelancers. Fiverr's Marketplace helps you get more done with less. And they don't only just have graphic designers, but they have copywriters, they have web programming, film editing, and so much more, you guys. I can't vouch enough for how much I've loved and used Fiverr over the years. Take five and check out Fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code BLESSED. It's super easy. Don't waste any more time and get the services you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R, that's two R's, you guys, dot com, code blessed. Fiverr, it starts here. Let's get back to the show.
I have four points that I want to go over on how you guys can and how we all can build an accomplished business. Now, remember, to be accomplished is to be pleasing in the eyes of the Lord and not the eyes of man. If you want a simple definition of what I'm saying when I say accomplished, I mean to be pleasing in the eyes of the Lord and not in the eyes of man. Okay. This is blessed and boss that we are building accomplished businesses on biblical principles. God is the CEO of everything that we do and we're the managers of it. Okay. He's the CEO of these businesses y'all and we are the managers of it. And I just believe that it's important when talking about entrepreneurship, it's important for me as a believer and somebody with a platform of this magnitude and as an entrepreneur to be very clear in what building an accomplished business means. And also very clear with teaching those of you guys who trust me to listen to me every week, teaching you guys things to help you build accomplished businesses that are pleasing to God. And that will ultimately, in my opinion, be 10 times more fulfilling than anything that you could ever build in your own strength. So point number one on how to build an accomplished business is to focus on effectiveness and not the accolades. I'm going to say that one more time. Focus on effectiveness and not the accolades. I think to a certain extent, it's human nature for us to place value in or to feel good. Let's just use that word. I think it's human nature and natural for us to feel good when we get accomplishments, to feel good if we get an award, to feel good if um, we're getting a lot of accolades and things like that. But I, I believe that it's important to note that when building an accomplished business, you have to focus on the effectiveness and not the accolades, right? Jesus was effective. The disciples were effective. All in Acts, if you read the book of Acts and it talks about the foundation of ministry, they were effective. The goal was to win souls for Christ. The goal was to spread the good news. And that's what they used to measure their effectiveness. Now, as entrepreneurs, we have to measure a few types of effectiveness, right? Of course, we have to, to measure the effectiveness of our business operations, which includes like the uh, profitability and stuff like that, because we want to build wealth, but we're not building wealth. So that we could be out here flexing. We're building wealth so that we could uh, ultimately give back um, to the kingdom that we can ultimately use that wealth to enhance the kingdom of God. So we have that um, effectiveness that we have to keep in mind with our businesses, but we also have to be effective in a sense where we are accomplishing the things that God has set us out to accomplish. And so one of the things that I try to stress to those people um, whose podcast that I help with, I'm like, listen, all of this stuff, like the numbers, we're going to talk about the numbers. We're going to talk about um, how to increase your listenership and all of those things. But above all, we have a responsibility to make sure that we're spreading the good news. We have a responsibility to make sure that when we cut hit record on these podcasts, no, whatever. And now I'm using podcasts as an example, but insert whatever your space is. But we have a responsibility to make sure that we're being effective. And the numbers and what people say and how they feel should not dictate how effective we are in communicating the things that God has placed on us to communicate. And I use an example of my show, for example. I look at, I rarely look at our numbers. 
I've been looking more often lately because we have uh, business goals where we want to get to a certain point of monthly listenership. So we've been adjusting certain things. So I've been playing around with different strategies that you guys probably don't even notice, but I've been playing around with different strategies to increase our listenership. And it's great because it's working, but the most important thing to me is to make sure that I'm being effective when I open my mouth and doing and saying what God needs me to say and saying it in a way that ultimately brings glory to him. So when it comes to this podcast, what I try to stress to people is I treat this show as if this is the last time that I will ever get to open my mouth. When I hit record and it's time to to speak what God has told me to speak, I take it with such a level of seriousness as if if today was my last day to go. What am I leave, leaving on this earth? Am I waiting until next week to get excellent? Am I waiting for our numbers to reach our goal for me to get excellent? Am I waiting to make a million dollars for me to be excellent? Or am I going to be excellent and effective right where I am? I'm not waiting for anybody to give me an award for me to do and give honor to God the way that I need to. And so for me on this platform, I try to make sure that every episode is done well in a way that's pleasing to God. So when I get in front of him, that he can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want him to say, well, great Tatum, you did all of this stuff. Congratulations. You made all this money. You were so successful, but you didn't do what I called you to do. I can't imagine that happening and the fear of that alone is enough for me personally to make sure that I am operating in a way that's pleasing to God. And I believe that our generation, we get so hung up on accolades and it's natural. Like I said, it's natural for us to feel good about compliments and awards and things like that. But you cannot if you're building an accomplished business, you cannot allow that to override your ability to be effective. When we look at our businesses, it's a lot of people, even if I'm going to take my space, for example, of anybody who's teaching others how to start podcasts, a lot of people use their accolades as a way to prove to others that they're worthy of the sale. Pretty much they use their accolades to get you to invest in them. So they may say um, we've been listed in the top iTunes for whatever the category may be. And that's the list The accolades are the list of what qualifies them to teach you, but that's not effective. And for me, even building my business, I think what's worked for us is building a business off of effectiveness and not accolades. We've been listed in top iTunes and lists and blog posts and all of that stuff. That's cool. That's well and dandy, but I ain't never been able to pay a bill with (laughs) accolade. Never. (laughs) I've never been able to help somebody succeed based on an accolade. We're able to do that based off of effectiveness. This episode is brought to you by Native. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating? Uh, Yikes. (laughs) I really appreciate that Native's deodorants are aluminum free and filled with ingredients that are actually found in nature, such as coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. Native deodorants can hang with any day. It can be your busy mom life. You could have a long day from going to work, then working in your business. Whatever you have going on, native deodorants can hang with you. And with over 10 cents, including their classic and rotating seasonals, you're guaranteed to find one that you love. Their classic scents include lavender and rose, coconut and vanilla, which is their most popular, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. 
Native also comes in a wide variety of options for men, women, and even teenagers. They also offer an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those who have any type of sensitivities. Native offers free shipping on every order and 30-day free returns and exchanges in the U.S. People are loving Native. They have over 9,000 five-star reviews. And if I'm being honest with you guys, I'm one of those that love Native. (laughs) I've used multiple scents. The first one I got was the lavender and rose, which smells so good, you guys. But the one I have now that I'm obsessed with is the coconut and vanilla. I love that it smells good without being too strong. Of course, I love the fact that it has natural products, so I don't have to worry about having all types of chemicals and things seeping into my pores, but it's easy to put on. It's effective. It lasts all day. If I do a little workout, I know I'm not going to be funky at the end of it because Native definitely hangs in there with me. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BLESSED during checkout. For 20% off, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BLESSED during checkout. Let's get back to the show. And we measure our success based off effectiveness. We had somebody who was a, um, she was an attendee of our retreat and then she went on to become a member of our academy, which is a follow-up to the retreat. And she launched her podcast. She had a goal, a certain number that she wanted to reach in a week and she reached that in a day. You know, we did Jessica's show from scratch to finish and we reached over 30,000 downloads within the first six months and we increased the bottom line of her business significantly just through the podcast. Like that's effectiveness. When I look at this show, we've, we've been doing little things to increase our numbers, right? We looked, I rarely look at the numbers, but because we have a goal to reach a half a million a month. We now are implementing strategies, measuring the success to see how effective we are. So I'm looking at the numbers. So we have this goal, like I said, of reaching a half a million people every month with the podcast. So I look at the numbers after doing a couple little strategies over the last couple of weeks. And within the first two weeks of the year, we've already reached over 100,000 people with this podcast. I went back to the numbers last year because I wanted to compare it to see how far we've grown. And last year, within the first two weeks of the year, we're only talking about two episodes now. Within the first two weeks of the year, last year, we did about 30,000. And that was great then. But looking at it now, 100,000, that is significant growth. That's effectiveness. So now not only are... Now, not only are we getting closer to our goal, but that effectiveness means that's more people that this message is getting to. That's more people that uh, we're spreading the good news to. And this is such a blessing because with technology, we don't have to go and physically travel to these places like they did in Acts. We can just hit record, um, allow God to use us and upload it to the Internet and reach hundreds of thousands of people. Like that's such a blessing. And so for us, we just, we constantly look at the effectiveness. And so I really want to dispel this uh, tactic, I believe, of the enemy that keeps so many of us bound to things that don't really matter, like accolades, when we should be rejoicing in the fact that we're pleasing God. I mean, I believe there's many of you who are listening to this show who are doing a great work that's pleasing to God, that you're on the right path to building an accomplished business. But because you don't have the accolades, because your show isn't listed in this, or because you haven't gotten that award in your area or whatever, because you don't have the accolades, you feel like you're doing something wrong. And that's not what this is about. 
That's not what building an accomplished business is about. It's about doing things and operating in a way that's effective, operating in a way that's pleasing to God. So I want you guys to ask yourself, no matter what industry you're in, we talk a lot about media and podcasting because that's the industry that I'm in. But no matter what industry that you're in, I really want to just, I want you to ask yourself, how effective are you in what God has called you to be? Or are you allowing the accolades or lack thereof to determine that for you? Are you allowing the followers to tell you how successful you are? Are you allowing the likes and the comments to tell you how successful you are? Are you allowing the numbers of people who listen to your podcast right now to tell you how successful you are? Because if so, then that's keeping you, that's robbing you of your joy. That's keeping you from focus on what ma- focusing on what matters, which is pleasing God. Now, the numbers and the bottom line of thing, things are important. Those things are important because those are the things that we could take that strategic look within our business to see how we can increase our numbers, to see how we can convert better to maybe hiring experts or whomever to help us build the business better so that we can get to that level of wealth. So those things are important because we do want to build wealth, but we're building wealth to ultimately advance the kingdom of God. But even in the process of doing that, though, like that's a, that's the long game. That's something that is going to be built over time. But as far as being joyful and effective in the day to day in the right now, that's found in completing the things that God has set you out to complete and doing it, doing those things in excellence and in a way that's pleasing to him. So do not let, again, the accolades or the lack thereof determine if you're being effective because they don't matter. God's approval is what matters. Even if we think about, let's take the the God is my CEO tour, for example, with that tour, that tour was very heavy for me. So before every city, I was like, God, what are we doing? What are we going to this city to do? I'm not measuring my success based off of how many tickets are sold. We're going to do our best to sell these tickets. We're going to do what we got to do. We're not going to negate the business, but I'm going to put my value and utmost value in being effective for God. So I'm like, okay, God, what do we have to accomplish in this uh, in this city, wherever we're going? And I would pray about that and I would ask that and I would pray into that before we got into these cities. And then afterwards, you know, we got testimonials from people. So everybody, of course, is saying how much they loved it. Um, The altars were filled and things like that. But afterwards, when I got home, when I got back to just me and God, God, did we do good? And all I was listening to was listening for was his approval. I remember specifically in Atlanta, I kind of got on the stage at the end because that was an area um, or that was one of the stops that were that was uh, especially heavy. So I remember... I got on the stage after we were done, after the altar call was over and I was getting ready to just close out. And I heard God say mission accomplished. And I just had to take a second because I now was able to exhale. I now was able to go back to DC with pride because I completed what God sent me there to do. That has nothing to do with the numbers. That has nothing to do with how much we made on the tour, but that, that let me know if we were effective or not. When I go into my quiet time with God, I'm, and if I'm praying about my business, I actually don't pray about my business every time I go into prayer. Um, but it may be like once a week or so, I focus a lot on the business part. And so, but before I ask God, like, what's next? What do you need me to do in my business? I sit there and I say, God, how are we doing? Is there something that I need to change? Am I honoring you well by the way that I'm doing things? 
And he will tell me how to improve. He will tell me, no, you need to do this or good job. I'm proud of you. You're doing great. Or, okay, you're doing good, but do this. This might help reach the people better or whatever. And we have a conversation and and God is able to direct me the way that I need to go to make sure that I am being excellent. But again, that's determined by him. My effectiveness is I have uh, KPIs, key performance indicators of that effectiveness throughout the business where I could see the numbers growing. I could see the money we're making. I could see the impact we're having in people. So those things are indicators that we're on the right path. But the ultimate approval and ultimate stamp of if we're being effective comes from God himself. So you guys, as you're building accomplished businesses, the key to being effective is to make sure that you are pleasing God. And make sure that you're including him in your business operations so that you can go to him and verify that you are doing things that the way that he needs you to do them. Now, that was a long point. Point number one was focus on effectiveness and not the accolades. That was a long one, but I really wanted to just drive it home because I just believe it's an attack on us right now Uh, because of social media and because of the age that we live in that tries to make us put our value in the wrong things. Um, and so point number two is if you're building this accomplished business, constantly ask yourself, how am I multiplying? The Bible we know says to be fruitful and multiply. I don't, I don't think that that only meant to have kids and to be fruitful as far as, um, giving birth and things like that. I believe that God wants us to multiply the things that he's given us. We even think about the scripture with, uh, the, the men with the talents. And then I like the translation that talks about, um, the investments and how um, this is the parable. I'm not even going to go through it, but everybody pretty much was given some money and Jesus came back to say, all right, what's good? Did you multiply? <laughs> That's the Tatum short version of it. But um, I love that because it showed the only one that he said, the only time that he said, well done, my good and faithful servant is when they multiplied. And that was so impactful for me when I first came across that. And for you guys, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want to give it to you for you to go read it. It's in Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30. Again, it's Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30 that tells that parable. But when I first came across this, it just showed me the importance of multiplying. And so when we take it back to building an accomplished business, think about how you're multiplying. There's so many people out here that are trying to make themselves number one. But are you creating more disciples? Are you spreading the good news? Are you saving souls? Are you are you duplicating others that's going to go out into the world and be accurate representations of God? And this is something I ask myself all the time. How am I multiplying? And this isn't about me. I don't like being a center of attention anyway. If y'all ever see me in real life, just on a regular day, I am not the loudest person in the room. I'm not in the middle of the room talking. I don't even talk that much. I probably talk the most on this podcast. I'm just chilling, not trying to be the center of attention. So it's, it's uncomfortable for me, period, to try to make myself on some type of pedestal. But I believe we're just in this world where just being self-righteous or putting ourselves on these pedestals and being self-made and self-paid and I got me and da, 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 da. It's keeping us from being effective and really multiplying the way that God wants us to multiply. And we're, and, and honestly, it's, 
that mentality has multiplied selfishness as opposed to multiplying grace and people that are truly living for God. So for you and your businesses, no matter if it's product based, service based, however it is that you're serving people, how are you multiplying? This episode is brought to you by FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle seasonal subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. With FabFitFun, you get over $200 worth of products for just $49.99 per season. They take the hassle out of shopping by just doing it all for you. Each box is customized to your specific interest and they deliver the seasonal must-haves that you absolutely need. Remember y'all, these are full-size products. So you will pay way more for one item than you pay for the whole entire box. The 2019 Fat Fit Fun Winter Box is on sale now. I live in a DMV and of course winters here are the worst. It's cold as I don't know what, right? So my favorite thing in the box of course was the slippers, but of course they had tons of awesome products. Um, they also had this really pretty necklace. I didn't expect to get a nice necklace, but they had this really cute necklace that I wear um, that came in the box as well. This box has everything you need for the perfect winter yet. I couldn't even believe how big the box was. When I first got it, I was like, what did I order? It was just so big and it seemed like I was getting way too much for just $49.99. What's also awesome about the company is that many of the products are from female founded companies and each season they partner with a nonprofit to raise funds and awareness. The FabFitFund membership goes way beyond the box itself. So members also receive access to on-demand videos from FabFitFund TV. And then on there is exclusive content from experts like Venus Williams and Jillian Michaels and so much more. So you guys use coupon code BOSSEDUP for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Again, use coupon code BOSSEDUP for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Let's get back to the show. Ask yourself this question. When we do our retreats and, and doing podcasts, we're doing this not just as a revenue stream, but we want to multiply. I want every show that we develop or we work with to reach hundreds of thousands of people. Because that's multiplying. And not only that, we want to make sure that they're multiplying well. So that's why so many supernatural things happen at our events. I mean, people get free from bondage. We, um, I know at the last retreat, we put oil on everybody's voice boxes because it's called the Find Your Voice Academy. So we want people to truly find their voice in God before they leave there so that when they do get on their platforms, that they're truly allowing him to speak through, speak through them and not just them. So in the last retreat, we like put oil on everybody's voice boxes to just activate their voice. And there's a lot of profits that God has been sending to our retreats. And that's just a, it's just an honor, man. That's man. I'm not even gonna get into that because that's just such an honor, but there's so many profits that God has sent to us as well. So it's us being able to uh, multiply the success we've had through this show and other shows is ultimately to bring glory to God. So ask yourself the same thing, like, how can I multiply? How can I multiply? 
We have people getting filled with the Holy Spirit, people that are, are now able to speak in tongues as a result of coming to these events. So now when they get on that platform, they have a new level of anointing that they'll be able to send out into these airwaves, that they'll be able to go to wherever God sends them to go, go to the nations that he sent them to. Now they have a, a fresh new anointing, a fresh new warfare tactic because the enemy don't understand us when we speak in tongues. So the fact that, that God can send somebody to us and we can can, um, we can multiply in that way. It's, it's fun. It's an honor. Like it's phenomenal. It's an absolute honor. So now when they're praying and going to war on behalf of their business, they can speak in tongues and that further, further defeats the enemy. And so these things are things that we ask ourselves because again, y'all, if y'all been listening to me long enough, you know how serious I am about giving honor to God and everything that we do and, and making people understand that this is a God business. And I'm very unapologetic about it. And I want you guys to be the same way. Ask yourself in everything that you do, how am I multiplying? How am I taking the gifts that God has given me and multiplying them in this earth? How am I taking these events where people are trusting me with their time and their money to come here? How can I use this space to multiply? When we do this podcast, we're constantly asking, how do, how can I use this space to multiply? How can I not just get on here and talk about pop culture or talk about the same five business things that everybody else is talking about, but how can I get on here and really multiply in a way to where these hundreds of thousands of people are able to now build stronger relationships with God, because that's going to impact not just, in, and I'm not just talking to those who have platforms or are even entrepreneurs. This stuff can be applied to every area, but how can we multiply people who are just out here being the salt of the earth? How can we multiply people who uh, who now have stronger prayer lives than before they listened to this show? People who were once uh, felt like they had to shrink the things that God has given them now because of how unapologetic I am or our guests may be on this show. How can we um, now multiply that in people to where now they're like, well, I don't have to shrink. I don't have to to uh, hide the fact that I'm a person of faith because I'm an entrepreneur. So again, you guys ask yourself this question, how can I multiply? Number three, (laughs) I like this one, y'all. Point number three, how would your work ethic be if God was sitting right next to you? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Seriously, how would your work ethic be if God was sitting right next to you? One of my favorite scriptures is in Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And this kind of is a follow up to doing things, um, being effective and not looking for accolades. But whatever you do, work heartily as for Lord and not for men. Think about this when it comes to how you're building your business. What would your work ethic be if God was sitting right next to you? How excellent and thorough would you be in your business if and how effective would you be in your business if God was sitting right next to you? How would your house look if he was coming over? How would you treat your husband if he was right there in y'all kitchen with you while y'all arguing about something? How would you go out in and to the to the world and and preach his word if that's what you're called to do if he was front row? 
I think this, these are the type of spaces we need to put ourselves in to make sure that we are building accomplished businesses because it's very easy for us to get caught up in the day-to-day, all that we have to do, getting caught up in just being tired a lot of the times because that's real. Sometimes we just be tired for real or whatever the case may be. But just really asking yourselves these questions about how am I multiplying and and putting yourself in a mindset of how would I do this? How would I build my business if God was sitting right here? These type of things are going to help you stay the course. And then the last point is to build an accomplished business is to be decisive. And let me tell you something. When I say be decisive, make a decision that you're going to build your business God's way and also be prepared to be tested if you're really about that life. If I've learned anything since getting saved, saved and choosing to make God the CEO of my business is the importance of being decisive and the importance of your actions lining up with who you say you are and what you say you believe. Because when your bank account is on empty, you're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to just do whatever to uh, make some money real quick or I'm going to keep doing it God's way? When God told me to shut down all my business operations where I basically had no revenue streams, I had to make a decision. I didn't have a job at that point. I was out of a nine to five. I had no money. So I had to make a decision. Am I going to continue at least? Am I going to be a little bit obedient? (laughs) Am I going to halfway do what God says? Maybe continue one part of the business just so I have a couple dollars coming in. Because surely God wouldn't tell me to not have any revenue streams, even though I know that's exactly what he told me. So am I going to sit there and make excuses for my disobedience or am I going to be who I say I am? And so for me, that decision was, look, I don't want no smoke with God. Cause I fear God. I don't want no smoke. Like I don't want no smoke with God. Let me just be broke. Cause surely he going to provide a way. He said that he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So here's an opportunity for us to see how that's going to work out. Cause this ain't got no coins, <laughs> but seriously, you have to be decisive. When are you going to still pay your tithes? Because God told you to, when you don't see how the rest of your bills are going to get paid. Or are you going to make excuses and try to reword the the word and try to uh, pervert it to make it seem like the word says something that it doesn't like it's not clear when it comes to uh, tithing or when nobody understands what you're doing and when everybody thinks you're crazy and when everybody's looking at you like, "Mm, I don't know if God told her to do that because that don't make no sense. Are you still going to do it God's way, even if that means doing it by yourself? Are you going to procrastinate on what God tells you to do and and try to hide behind confirmation? Because a lot of us do that, right? We try to procrastinate like, oh, God, I need confirmation. So you need 25,000 different confirmations before you do what it is that God tells you to do. But you don't see that as disobedience when procrastination is very much so still disobedience. Are you going to procrastinate or are you going to just move simply because he says so? All of these things are rooted in a decision, you guys, and the decisions that you make, the decision that you make daily to do things God's way is is what separates you from who you are and who you say you are. And a lot of us, our actions aren't lining up with what we say we are. We say that we're going to do business God's way, but when things hit the fan, that's when we try to negotiate. Or when he says something that we don't understand is when we try to negotiate as opposed to simply doing what God said to do 
or we allow our feelings about not being where we thought we should be or whatever to cause us to uh, rebel against the things that God has called us to do or we leave that door open for the enemy. So again, you guys, the last point is you have to be decisive and that's a daily decision. That is a daily decision. I know for me, some things like when sometimes when stuff hit the fan, I'll be like, whoo, and I got to sit for a second and tell my flesh to pipe down and ultimately just make sure that I'm making the right decision. Just be as logical as possible, because for me, it's important for my decision making to be aligned with who I say I am, despite how I feel or despite the hurt that may come from that decision. Everything that that hurts isn't the devil. Like God prunes us. And in order for us to be pruned, you have to be stretched. You have to be hurt. So sometimes the things that God has us do is painful. Sometimes making that right decision is painful, but it's ultimately in alignment with God. And that's how you build accomplished businesses. So let's go back and recap the points. Point number one is focus on effectiveness and not the accolades. Point number two, ask yourself, how are you multiplying? Number three, how would your work ethic be if God was sitting right next to you? And then number four, be decisive. Your decisions are what separate you from who you are and who you say you are. So that wraps up another episode, you guys, of the Blessed and Boss Up podcast. Again, rate the show, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Follow me on the gram at Tatum Tamia. Love you guys. Talk to you next week.